0: Welcome back to episode two of Half-Elf Privilege, Geekenspiel's D&D podcast. My name is Jeff.
1: I'm Andrew. I'm Michael. And Lloyd.
0: And we're here to discuss uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, So, as of late, Lloyd and I have started the new campaign for Tomb of Annihilation, which is the newest uh, eventual module that came out. And so far, we've already had a uh, player kill, so fun times there.
2: Yeah, during the introduction of the game, we had a player die. Did you guys really die on the tutorial? Uh, um, yes. Who died First, on the tutorial? First of all, who's the DM? I am the DM. I mean, I mean, I know. I just wanted to
3: see enough. if anyone else was...
2: Yeah, our friend Ryan, a uh, good friend of mine from uh, from Boston, he his little tiefling bard didn't quite make
3: it. You know, I was going to ask. I didn't want to be rude. I was going to say... <laughs> Was he a bard? <laughs> of course he was.
1: Yes. But I am joining the campaign. You are? Yes. I decided. I made a proclamation that I'm going to try and make this campaign. And it co- just because, Lori and I came up with an excellent character creation, and, and it's going to be brilliant.
2: I, for one, am ecstatic about this. This character is going to be, uh, I think, the straw that breaks the camel's back and might end up in a divorce for me, but... That's okay, because my wife is also playing.
1: Oh, my God. This is going to be even better. Oh, I know. So now I'm going to reveal it. I have to reveal it on the podcast. Okay? Yes, please.
0: For
2: well, the first time ever, the world premiere of Andrew's new character. Okay,
1: so um, for all you out there, uh, there is a backstory to all of my characters. We mentioned it last time, but all of them come from the same family tree of the Bottle Room Clan. The Clan. And just so it stays within... The a somewhat realm of logic. The the patriarchy of the bottle rump clan is an arch druid, which means he can basically shapeshift into any race, any creature. So therefore, it eliminates the question of well, how do you have a bugbear as a bottle rump and then a dwarf as a bottle rump? It's because it's all it, it's all no wizard, it's all nature, it. man. It's all nature. Nature. So the latest addition to the bottle rump tree of life.
2: God help us all.
1: Is Virginia
2: Bottle Rump. A woman? Oh, yes. What a woman.
1: And Virginia is a triton.
2: So a mermaid, in other words. Yes.
1: She is a bard from the School of Swords. So she's a stripper.
2: She's exotic called, dancer, please. This podcast does not look down upon people in the exotic dance industry. So,
1: so Jeff? Yes. You, you will have Virginia along <laughs> with your mighty crew.
0: God help us all.
1: Just put it this way I'll shake the
2: moneymaker. It's fine. You're taking a, an exotic dancer into the zombie infested jungles of Chult. Uh, what can possibly go wrong? Nothing. You I don't what? see
1: anything wrong with this scenario.
0: I see everything wrong with this I, scenario. I feel like,
1: I mean, I could change her name to like Candy, but I feel like Virginia really
3: strikes it home. You yes. know it'd be good if some people recognized her and called her Candy. Oh, even
2: better. Ooh. Like a stage name? Or just oh, like can we get her a stage name? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Candy. <laughs> Candy. Or what if like when
3: you went to different regions, people would just go,
2: oh my god, like
3: Becky? Every
1: region has <laughs> Every... its own
3: stripper name. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: And it's for the Porsche. Shipper... Or well, no, those are. We're don't pissing exist, off so, so much of the other party. Porskard. This
0: is gonna be awesome. <laughs> no. This has to be like Isidore.
2: It's a thousand names. Just yeah, a thousand, thousand names. names. If you say the wrong one, it destroys the universe. Yes, exactly.
1: That sounds like there's one name. It. There's one name that will just set me off in a new <laughs> nuclear explosion, and it blows up everything, and that's the end of the <laughs> game. That's how we win or lose the game. If you say the wrong stripper name, take that D and D.
0: I regret inviting you in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you didn't even start yet.
0: Yeah. No, we haven't even gone past the tutorial, so. Yeah.
2: Well, we did. Yeah, set up the adventure nicely. You guys are on a ship on the way to this forbidden land. You guys know what you have to do, but there's a few more surprises on the way.
0: Yay!
1: So I'm excited, Jeff. I'm I'm so excited to meet your character.
0: Same here. Mine is a drunk monk.
1: Oh, even better.
0: <laughs>
1: Put it this way, Jeff. You're paying, you're paying alimony. Just saying. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting you drunk. We're getting married, and then I'm divorcing you, and I'm taking half of everything you have.
3: You, you can't tell him that right away, though.
2: I bet you half my stuff will stay married forever.
3: It'll be like Lock and Granny. Oh yeah, Lock and Granny two point Come on,
1: I, I'm, I'm sexy. I, I got, I got the scales thing going on. Why not?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Wait, mm. wait, 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 but, but which part of you is the mermaid part? Mm. That's for Jeff to find
2: out.
3: <laughs> <She fish> on, <laughs> I thought there was a fish on top and a person on the bottom.
2: Fish on top, fish at the bottom.
3: So, so Jeff, how did it, what happened in the tutorial? Like, where did it take place? Because I'm very interested to know how one of you guys, or how you managed to let one of your party get killed in a tutorial. W- was it your fault?
0: No, it wasn't actually my fault.
3: Was it totally your fault?
0: Hey, Partially, partially, your, partially
2: fault. your fault. Partially your fault.
0: Partially yeah. It
2: happened right after his turn, so you know. Mm, couldn't be a coincidence. So so no no let, let, let's hear it. So Jeff, t- tell us what happened,
1: man. Set the stage uh, for us. Give G- give us give us give us the give us the
0: setting.
3: I'm gonna close my eyes for this. Where where are we? Where are we, Jeff?
0: We're in uh so there was a death curse upon the land. Oh yeah. A lot of people uh who have actually died during the uh uh during the past are actually starting to actually die now and rot. Oh. Mm. Ooh. so Ooh, yeah. Anybody who's
2: had resurrection magic cast on them. Ooh, resurrection finds that it's failing. Oh, yes. Oh man. So that
0: sounds, then that sounds. Then we're, hi- uh, we were hired by, uh, one such woman to, uh, try and, that's investigate her name. One such. No, uh, what was her name? Lloyd? I'm sorry. Syndra. Yeah. Syndra. And she uh, uh, she and a uh, group of Harpers invaded a uh, lich's uh, uh, lair. Ooh, a lich. And, and we had to uh, go and make off with uh, lich's phylactery, which was a spell book found in humanoid flesh. Oh, Human, yeah. Humanoid flesh. Necromonicon ex mortis. We ended up getting the... Uh, the treasure, the flactory, And then we had to meet up with the uh, boss lady, who uh, basically all of the Harpers, except for a couple, were slaughtered by the Lich. And Lloyd kept on hinting that, oh, hey, the Lich is very weak.
2: Well, they're at first level, so most people have like six hit points. And let's just say, very weak is a relative term. (laughs) And the Lich is meant for a party of maybe... 15 level, 15th level character. So this was a bit out of their wheelhouse and the terror emanating from all of them was palpable <laughs> and delicious. Oh,
0: yes. yes. So, <laughs> first off, the bard uh, decided that he wanted to uh, attack the lich. Oh, so man.
1: That sounds like a me move. I like it already.
0: Yes, it certainly was. So he attacked... Then we all started trying to negotiate because we were scared out of our wits because it was a freaking lich.
1: G- give us a preview of your negotiation.
2: Yeah, allow me. Yes, yeah, Jeff's character.
0: We <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, uh, we have your phylactery here. If you if you help us, we'll give it back.
2: Now you fools! I will take it from your
0: desiccated corpses.
2: Ah, beast man, come to me! Oh, wrong <laughs> universe.
3: <laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant, guys. I, I have to say, Jeff, I think I know why you died. <laughs> like, you didn't. You first of all, you didn't say hello. <laughs> hello. You didn't, you didn't start with hello. Yeah. Um.
1: You didn't speak with to him with only questions. And yeah, I think that's about it. I think you should have attacked first. I yeah. think that would have allowed everyone else to survive.
3: You know what? It would have saved the bard. The bard wouldn't have died. Yeah,
2: absolutely. That's it's all just. That's fault.
1: why it's just
2: fault. That's why we brought a monk. So and, <laughs> well, if the monk can't do his job, well then he's not a great monk.
3: No, that's why you need to bring in a mermaid stripper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, if
2: <laughs> this this looks like a job for, for a mermaid, mermaid stripper.
0: stripper. After we uh, tried uh, negotiating, the lich fires off a cantrip.
2: The lowest level spell you can possibly cast. That's pretty weak, Yeah, I have to say. That's actually kind of like that's giving you
1: guys a chance. That's, <laughs> that's
2: insulting. <laughs> Did he like, I think so little of you here. I have basically a fingernail flicked at you.
1: You should really cast Create Bonfire, but we'll get into yeah. that later.
0: But <laughs> being a lich, it hit like a brick house, and it hit the bard. He didn't just uh, go down to zero. He went well over his, oh, well so, over zero. So it was instant death. Instant oh, death, yeah.
2: Turned into a fine mist. Yeah.
0: A
3: bard so, slushy. So what cantrip was this? I'm, I'm dying to know. Not as much as the bard, but I'm still dying to know.
0: I believe it was Frostbolt, right? Uh, no, not Frostbolt. Uh, ray, frost. ray of Ray of Frost. Ray of Frost.
3: Ray of Frost.
2: Yeah. Yes. Just a nice little ice cube lobbed at your head. Instagram. It was like
1: it was like he breathed on you after having an icebreaker, and that <laughs> and was enough. Up.
3: Yep, <laughs> the bard was just taken away with just minty beauty. freshness.
2: First level in D and D is brutal. Oh, it is
0: it pack is tactics. So bad.
3: Mentos, the lich maker.
1: It's not funny, man. I'm
3: sorry, I shouldn't bring up pack tactics.
0: No. Oh, pack tactics. So after that, after we saw our bard die, we I kind of panicked and said, "Hey, we'll give the phylactery back." If you give us information on this curse that's going <laughs> wait, on, wait, 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 wait.
1: So after you saw your friend get obliterated, you then just <laughs> you demand covered, you demanded yeah, information.
2: Yeah, <laughs> covered in pieces of their friend. Of <laughs> You're like,
1: you know what?
0: Tell
1: me more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have an idea.
1: <laughs> I got this, guys. Don't worry. Tell me more,
0: <laughs> Lich. Tell me
2: something more. Give me information. Let me scrape some of my friends <laughs> off of me, and then I want to hear the rest of your story. Because I know you can't do
3: that twice <laughs> <laughs> with a cantrip. Oh, <laughs> oh. Could he, no! No, yeah. <laughs> that sucks because he he incinerated the bard. will like like put him to dust, so he couldn't like catapult the body at them. Nope. Ah, oh. damn. Lich is too strong. That lich was really strong. But I'm not. You know, next time, yep. Lich just, yeah. be <laughs> just be casting. Just be casting. Yep. Lich
2: List. Now he didn't cast, cast catnap on you.
0: No, not catnap. Wrong but cantrip, bro. Yeah,
2: we'll get into catnap later.
0: <laughs> yep, but <laughs> sorry. Afterwards, he uh, well, he did give the information. Actually, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> How did you? <laughs>
2: what?
3: Your negotiation skills must be.
2: It all wasn't Adam. Jeff negotiating.
0: At it w- that oh, okay. No, I was about wasn't. to
1: say <laughs> all right. After we just got destroyed, <laughs> let's negotiate now further.
0: I started it. I'm taking credit for it. I I Jeff, go for it. I I believe yeah. you. Well it's not yeah. like the Bard
1: can doubt him. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's not like he had any say in the matter.
0: No. Oh yeah. no, then meep. <laughs> <laughs> <Use> <laughs> a I'll a haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, basically, there was this, uh, there's this uh, giant doomsday machine called the Soulmonger that liches used to basically make themselves even more immortal than they already are. And uh, that it was in this uh, land called Chult. So from there, we're actually on our way to Chult to uh, hopefully figure out just what is happening.
3: And the lich just let you go. Yeah, he didn't pack you snacks.
0: No, he didn't. But he's did he? Alive. Did
2: he
1: negotiate further with another ray of fraud?
0: No, but Lloyd, how many hit points did he have left?
2: An astounding, and I mean insurmountable amount of three. The Lich can't, the I was gonna say Lich the can't. Lich. Yes. They Whoa! So he
3: was almost dead.
2: Yeah, they could have thrown a rock at this thing and killed it, but didn't. So.
3: You could have thrown the bard at him because <laughs> pieces of him. You
1: there were no pieces you left. We,
3: you
2: could have blew the dust of the bard and gave him severe allergies. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the chopped meat that was left of the bard. Just walk up and choke this thing with it. <laughs> <laughs> Give That's, him food poisoning. It's poetic
0: justice. Bard mm. poisoning. Yes.
3: So like yeah. a glass cannon, pretty much. I'm
0: excited,
1: glass Jeff. Little but glass I'm cannon. I'm excited. I'm to, excited to join you back in your campaign. To to further your agenda, I don't know what, <laughs> but but are you sure "further" is the right word in this situation? Thwart, I think do, is the word we, you're looking do, for. Is agenda the right word in this situation? Hmm.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Are you travel Are you traveling to this place by land or sea?
0: Uh, by sea, actually.
3: Perfect. What a, what a great time. To meet a mermaid. <laughs> so, uh, how, are you friends with a lot of the sailors now? Are you going around, like, bragging about your story?
0: Uh, No, we actually haven't been able to. We just kind of teleported there, and I was like, oh, hey, let's get going. And then I was just like...
2: We ended it with them walking up the ramp onto the ship. Oh, okay. Okay, so, the so
0: there's sea- plenty
3: of sea adventures about to happen. Huh. So, that's, that's the adventure yes. that we're going to be
1: recapping. With this, right? Yep. Is that where, is that is that our yeah. plan with this. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're, keep to- telling the story, yes. along the way,
0: and trying to keep it relatively um, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, our home game gets a bit out of hand at times, especially since we don't have the shop owner of Doom peering over our shoulder anymore and telling us, "No, you can't say that in here.
3: Exactly. Quarter in the jar, boys. Quarter in the jar. <laughs> oh, good rule. We should, Although, a, we should have a quarter jar. If they if they did that, then they would probably still be in business
2: though.
1: That's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We would have sent their kids through college. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I would have came with a sack of quarters. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do laundry.
1: <laughs> ready. Yeah. So you this ready is, to wash out my mouth. <laughs>
3: With, no, never mind. That's not important. <laughs> so, yeah. you've only you've only had one adventure so far. Yep. Yep. Quote adventure. I'm air quoting people. Yes. Adventure. Yeah. It was really
2: a, just a slaughter. We spent about an, an hour setting bar. up our characters, getting all the technology to work. Correctly. So what?
3: What new characters? Like, are there any like new races or anything introduced with this?
2: In this adventure, there is a turtle, which is sort of a ninja turtle character. They are quite oh, fantastic. Who,
1: who wants to play now? Oh, oh my
2: god, can oh, I Oh Mike. Oh Mike. We, have a turtle. Turtle. we have a turtle. We have a turtle right a now, turtle. But we could oh. have another one.
3: Yeah. I want to be Cap'n but from Animal Crossing. But can I make Animal Crossing Cap'n?
2: I don't know what that is. Do you is.
3: want to be a Skyrim? Keep it in universe, please? What? Do you want to be a Skyrim? I don't want to be a Skyrim. It's like want to build a snowman, but do you want to be a Skyrim? Anyway, no. Yeah. I want to no. I, yeah. Yes. A yes. ninja turtle, yeah. Mike. A ninja turtle. You can be a ninja. Is the ninja turtle Jeff? No. 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 What? No. What class is the tor- the turtle?
2: The turtle for this one will be a cleric, and I'm not going to say any more because I've been working with the player who just lost his bard, rest in peace, yeah. on making this character, and it's going to be hilarious. I am not spoiling anything. You could have made. Tune Raph. into the next episode to hear you more about the ninja turtle. You could have yes. been Raph.
1: Just, just, just let that soak in for a little bit. So, Jeff, yeah. what else are we? Uh, you, okay. The Xanathar guide came out, right?
0: Yes. So, why, why don't we talk about that? Let's yeah. let let's let's, yeah.
1: let's let's divulge into the guide of Xanathar.
0: So, Xanathar's guide to everything is the newest uh, player and uh, dungeon master manual to come out. The first, uh,
2: and also the f- part of an ongoing lawsuit because I read through it and it has rather less than everything in there.
0: Yeah. That's kind of misleading. I know, I know, right? Yeah, I know, seriously. But yeah, they uh, had... Uh, from uh, from what I remember, they had Sword Coast Adventures Guide that came out, and then they had Volo's Guide to Monsters.
2: So Sword Coast was player and DM-based. It had a few more extra character classes, had a few uh, bits of lore... So it was useful for both, whereas Volos was mostly for DMs, except for the few extra monster races. Yeah. So how does this book compare to those two?
0: So I haven't read too far into it, but so far I am loving loving this because it introduces a lot of uh, subclap, subclass options for each of the major classes. So I believe almost every single one of them get two new subclasses
2: except for the wizard who only gets one
0: and that's all they deserve <laughs> <laughs> yes they're already they're already the most
1: versatile character class really like they they have the choice of every pretty much every spell
2: yeah but then something like a rogue gets three extra no i like four extra class options in this and the rogue really didn't need that either Something like a ranger that's been horrible, horrible, horrible all throughout this iteration well, yeah, they, of D&D. It,
1: it, needed, it needed to be rebuilt. And, I mean, I, you know, Lou and I were looking at this over before the, the recording, and they did some really cool things with the ranger, especially they have two subclasses that pretty much changed, changed the book on the ranger. One, one looking
3: at these, does it make it seem like they're actually a ranger and not a ranged rogue? No, it's it is
1: pretty much separating itself from that rogue ranger type archetype. So one of them is literally a almost like a planeswalker ranger. He can shift through planes and he can bamf. Basically, he's a night He's nightcrawler. Night he's nightcrawler with a bow and arrow. He's a bow and arrow
2: nightcrawler. Or crawler. a couple of swords or whatever or he wants to do.
1: Dual wield or bow and arrow. Yeah, hits
2: someone, teleports to the next guy, hits him, teleports. Really, really cool
1: mechanic. Really cool mechanic.
2: And leaves it to the monk to clean up.
1: And then the other one is Monster Slayer, which is just w- like one-shot mega ranger now. Like he, you take your bow, you have that one shot, and you're getting like 3d6 additional die right off the bat. Could foil
2: spellcasters. It's basically he has a spell in the bag. Mm -hmm. He sees a spellcaster casting a spell, just says, nah, I don't think so. Spellcaster has to make a save, and if they fail, that spell is gone. How often? Once per short rest, which limits it, but not too much.
1: But we should actually mention this. So we want to talk about deadly combination.
2: Yeah, is there anything that could... Catnap.
3: That's what I was going to lead into.
1: Oh, Catnap. Freaking catnap. Catnap with this ranger is just a combo, cra- like crazy combo.
2: Well, I want to look more into Catnap and see if that would actually uh, reactivate that spell or that ability. I'm not sure it will.
1: Cause, cause right in, now, theory,
3: in theory, right? Yeah, because at least from the five seconds it was explained to me, it's just a cantrip that gives you the benefits of a short rest. Right. Which is seems like the most BS thing, like way more BS than Catapult.
1: I, catapult's not BS. First of all, catapult is the best spell ever created in the D and D. No BS. Best Bonfire. spell. Best spell. Oh, okay. BS, BS for best, best spell. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah.
0: Jeez. Kidnap <laughs> is actually a third level spell, so it takes uh, takes a lot to do it, but um, it's still a wicked combo, yeah. though. Yeah, it is. Still. Yeah, but
3: level three. When do you get a level three spell? Level six
0: or uh, five was it? I think it's about six. Right? Yeah, six or seven, I think.
2: Depending on which class you play, but yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think they made some
1: really cool adjustments to the ranger to... It, it still has pretty much the same fighting mechanic as the rogue ranger. They sort of s- still share that they're in line with that. Yeah. But the outside powers are now distancing themselves from each other. Like the the rogue subclass abilities and the rager subclass abilities are sort of deviating now, which you'll see that separation in class.
2: Speaking about the rogue, one of the new archetypes is the inquisitive, which is fascinating. It basically allows you to play Sherlock Holmes as a rogue, just downplaying the combat abilities of the rogue and more, uh, focusing on just investigation, negotiation and figuring stuff out. See,
1: that's another character I would play. I would actually play that character. Sold. (laughs) Sold. You want to play it? Turtle Detective. Oh, my God.
0: Turtle
2: Detective Archaeologist.
3: Yes. Private private Eye.
2: Mind blown. Wait, wait, wait.
3: Can my starting equipment be a monocle?
2: I don't see why not. And a pocket watch? And a pocket watch? Pipe and a deer hunter hat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can through some... Can his backstory be... He got a legendary magical artifact that turns any helmet he wears into a monocle.
2: Into a deer hunter hat and a bag of cocaine. <laughs> Make him Sherlock Holmes. Oh, no, a snuff box. Full of cocaine.
3: <laughs> Is the cocaine affected by durability or not so much?
2: Um, it lowers your perception, but it heightens your um, initiative.
3: <laughs> Sold.
2: Your charisma stays exactly the same, but you believe it's doubled.
0: <laughs> yes. It's,
3: it's a phantom bonus. You did it, didn't you? No. No. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I definitely think that there's some subclasses in here that are worth checking out. Uh just to name a few others that I was looking at, Druid has something of called the circle of dreams. Which is I I see it as the first true druid healer class. Like this is a healer subclass for druids. Yeah,
3: druids never really had like healing too much. Well, other than m- good. Well, berries. Mike. Well, now Mike. Now they do. Now they do. So you'll be able to heal people with more than good berries and a slingshot.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: Jeff, aren't you playing uh, a new subclass in this as well?
0: Yes, I am actually. I'm playing the drunken master.
1: No, tell us more, Jeff.
0: So. Tell me more, Jeff. Drunken Master. Tell me more, tell me more. So, the Drunken Master, he's a lot about kind of uh, misdirection. So, basically, if you've ever seen Jackie Chan's Drunken Master...
2: And if you haven't, stop listening and go and do it right now. It is yes. phenomenal. Yes, we'll wait.
0: Well, okay.
2: I won't. Okay, go. All right, All
0: right good. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so, basically... uh one of the base actions that they can do is that once they use one of their special actions uh to attack they can actually take a free disengage action which makes uh makes it very easy for them to get away from people so and just everything about them is mm. very in line with myself so i am actually
1: You're a drunk?
0: Not that, but i am I practice uh martial arts too. you do so a lot of the drunken master is about misdirection and being able to actually redirect attacks to uh, when they're being threatened and just I personally love the monk class itself because again, that's kind of that's kind of my jam because martial arts and good stuff and it's 24 yes. minutes per turn. And yeah, he
1: likes he likes really long turns.
0: Going off of with the monks, they actually uh also brought in the uh uh way of the kensei, which is a more weapon focused monk. They
2: focus on one weapon and they just master this one one weapon, usually a sword. To the point where they and this weapon become inseparable. They infuse a little part of themselves into this weapon.
1: I'm trying to think of the KI Reeves movie that was like that. Uh yeah. Recent. It was like the Samurai John one. Wick.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Japanese uh, John Wick. Uh last samurai. Twelve samurai oh. or something like that. Something like, like that. The uh, last, yeah. yeah, some number of seventeen samurai. Thirteen seventeen. Some number of samurai. Yeah. Dan, yeah. if
3: you're listening to this, can you do a den report on us? Thanks.
2: <laughs> appreciate it bro yeah it was a terrible movie but it had cool ideas
1: well i mean that's the whole premise right like the swords were like they needed those swords and it's like sort of like the kensei like the sword is what is just as important to the the fighter as the fighter skill itself so right see see where i went with that we we went we we took a walk around the block but we came back we came back to the, the original point which was the kensei
2: 47 Ronin is the movie we're looking
1: for. 47 Ronin, yes. That was an interesting movie. It
2: was a terrible movie.
1: Interesting can be good or
2: bad. Indeed, yeah. Indubitably. I don't think I ever finished it.
1: What? How could you not finish it? They all kill themselves at the end. Come
3: on! Spoiler alert! Not that big of a spoiler. Well, what if I was like interested and I wanted to go see it now?
0: Spoiler alert, they kill themselves. Aww. Did you see it Jeff? No I didn't actually see it. Also with all of the character classes introduced in Xanathars were actually introduced in the uh, beta testing program from Wizards Unearthed Arcana. So they've streamlined a lot of stuff. Made a lot of good choices from what I've seen.
2: They just let the fans playtest these for a couple of months sent out some surveys, see what worked see what didn't and really honed them to a sharpened edge and before they put them in the book yeah. and it shows it really pays off
3: from from the way you guys are talking because uh, when D 5 you first came out it was like oh yeah there's this and then there's eldritch knight
2: yeah eldritch knight was uh an atrocity or what was the name
3: of the rogue one like same thing but El- as eldritch knight but rogue arcane arcane, some, trickster. arcane trickster yeah yeah uh,
2: he was all right
3: but he wasn't like why would you
2: bother with that yeah i'll just play a wizard
3: yeah
0: yeah, exactly.
3: I,
1: I'm I'm glad that they're finalizing a lot of these classes that they released in the Unearthed Arcana because just from playtesting a bunch of them throughout our campaigns, we know that a lot of them were either under, drastically underpowered or drastically overpowered.
2: Unkillable. Unkillable murder machines.
1: Greg, yeah. I'm looking
2: at every character you've ever made.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that they've actually did the official release of these and saying, nope. No more of that. This is the official rules now. You got to follow these. And th- therefore, you don't have any of those uh, <sighs> exploiter of characters. I'm looking at you,
3: Mike. San Joe. <laughs> I, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know either, Mike.
2: Another interesting thing that they brought in was actually racial feats. Previous feats were available to any character and just helped you with combat abilities. But these these racial feats... Actually, uh, make you the elfiest elf that's ever elfed, or the most scaliest dragonborn that's ever stalked the lands. What? What if you're a half elf? Then you're a half garbage, and <laughs> that <death> shouldn't play. <laughs> Hence the name of this podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, and also the humanist human H- humanity humanity. Yeah, because
2: we need more help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from a half elf. Never, never.
2: I am the dwarfiest dwarf. Okay, okay. Yeah, but adding things like fire to tieflings that they can just naturally call up, or a flying ability to dragonborn where they can just grow wings later on in their life, these nice. feats really open up the character and make it feel like yes, you're actually playing a different race, not just a shorter version of a human.
1: You know what I would do with the dra- yeah, the dragonborn with the wings. You know, when when I'm not using them, I would like wrap them around like a cape, you, you, like a, like you know what I'm talking about? Gargoyles? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be yeah. so sick.
0: That would be sick. To be
1: like, do like, uh, no one with wings are allowed in. You're like, this is my cape, and then you. What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how well that would work in the in the par in the bar or
0: the restaurant.
1: I have extreme leather clothing.
0: Yeah, and when you need to go to the bar. All you have to do, just go. Yeah, exactly. And they all just go. I'm
2: sorry, sir. That leather coat of yours is too veiny for this bar.
0: Racist.
3: <laughs> so you can just take the feet, like, I guess just normally feet.
2: Yeah, when you would normally take a feet, like at a certain level or uh, whenever your character class allows you to.
1: And where where is this in the book? Is it towards the back, towards the middle, towards
2: Page the Page 73. You want to quickly flip over to that. For example, one of the feats is Elven Accuracy. It increases your Dexterity, Intelligence, Wisdom, or Charisma by one, and whenever you have advantage on an attack roll using any of those skills, you can re-roll one of the dice one. That's pretty dope. Not overpowered, but adds that little bit of elfishness to it.
3: When you say re-roll any of the dice, is that like damage or hit dice? Yes. God damn! Does it increase with level? Uh, no, it does not. Aww.
2: but let's say you miss with you try and shoot an arrow, you miss. Nope, I'll roll that again. Let's just see what happens. I
3: mean, I would still miss. But at least I tried, is the important part.
2: What's there for humans? Let's take a look.
3: Uh, is there anything good for, for
2: humaning?
1: No, there's there's none. Hu- there's none for humans.
2: Here we go. Uh, well, prodigy is for half elf, half orc, or human. What, what do I get if I'm a prodigy? Uh, you gain one skill proficiency of your choice, yes. one tool proficiency of your choice, Even better. and fluency in one language of your choice. It
3: sounds like something a detective turtle would love to have.
2: You can also gain expertise in one skill that you have proficiency in. So your proficiency bonus is doubled when you make a skill check with that. That's pretty dope. Yeah, so you can become really good at one specific thing.
3: I give you the best investigator. You can be the best tortoise sherlock
1: holmes in the entire world but it's not
3: available to t- turtle sherlock holmes uh, well yeah, i think i think we may, we can make an exception for prodigy all right can i can i be a human that dresses up like a turtle
2: think say is a turtle um i think our actual turtle character might find this racist
0: i ident i actually identify with being a turtle as being a turtle okay so xanathars it introduces common magical items
2: oh this might be my favorite thing ever
0: Yes, this is Lloyd's favorite thing ever.
2: Common magical items. Mundane magical items. Oh, do explain some more. People love receiving magical items, but they tend to put the favor of the game a lot more into the player's hands than the monsters can keep up with. So these are things that a DM can just hand out as a small reward for doing something cool without really influencing the game at all. These mundane... uh, Items don't do any damage, but they have some cool effect. For example, a cloak that billows all the time. It just looks like you're Superman standing on top of a skyscraper with your cloak flapping in the wind, even if you're standing in the middle of a bar.
3: Can you control the flapping when you want?
2: Yes, you can. With a bonus action, you can flap or deflap said cape. Can you adjust the flappiness of this flap? Why would you want that? You want maximum flap at all times. These capes flap at 11.
3: No, no. See, I want, I want to have like a very high amount of flap. I want to save 11 to flap in front of like obnoxious people who think they're better than me.
1: Or after you finish a dramatic speech. Yeah. yeah. So you
2: <laughs> put it on no flap. And let the wind do its natural thing. And then at the end of your speech, you just snap your fingers and maximum flop!
1: And then your speech makes all the sense in the world. Billy Madison really needed that. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He needed
0: needed 11.
2: I, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul.
0: And also there are things like probably the worst thing for my monk, a tankard of sobriety where... Any alcohol that he drinks from there, he can't get drunk off of.
1: That's not good for you, man.
0: No, that would break. That would not be good for my character. Probably one of my favorites here in the list is actually the Pole of Collapsing. What does the Pole of Collapsing do? Because I don't know. It is a 10 foot pole. So, the uh, probably the most useful item in a Dungeoneer's Kit, the 10 foot pole. Boy, what if you want to put it in, like, your backpack? So.
3: Get a 10-foot backpack.
0: You say the command word and shrinks down into a rod. And... It sounds like someone
3: else's starting item that I look to my left for. For what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what starting item did I... No, vir- that would be great for
1: Virginia. An expanding rod? Where she just busts it out. Oh, just, she just I see what you're saying.
3: It's a portable one.
2: Yeah, it just puts a little balancing... Um... A sandbag. <laughs> yeah, swings around it.
3: She'll be fine. And then her, her, like, uh, her magic phrase will be like, Olay.
1: Instant spell for mesmerize. I get a proficiency bonus for mesmerize. As far
0: as you know, yes. No,
2: these things don't give you anything that good. Like Geward's handy spice pouch. It has 10 charges. You can use an action to expend one of his charges, speak the name of any non-magical food seasoning, such as salt, pepper, saffron, or cilantro, and remove a pinch of the desired seasoning from the pouch. It's enough to season a single meal. That's just great. That just makes the whole place feel magical without adding damage or doing anything superfluous like that.
3: Without whipping out your pole.
2: That too.
0: Yeah.
1: There's a there's a lot of cool stuff in here. Like I'm just I just went to a random page, right? There's a page that deals with pit fighting. Yeah. How do you settle? Pit fighting.
2: Yeah, these are downtime activities. So and between it, no, Mike, I'm not
3: talking about the Sega Genesis game. That's the best game in the entire so world. So none of none of these items will reduce the frame rate of D and D. No, no, it will not. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Frustrating your DM by asking superfluous, well, stupid questions about pit fighting the entire time, Jeff.
1: No, but I, I, I suggest people go out and pick this up if they want to take their D&D game to the next level. I know the first episode we dealt with beginners, and I don't think this is a good book for beginners. I think you have to have a couple of adventures underneath your belt before you start dabbling into some of
2: the these newer rules. Yeah. Twelve but- extra pages of spells stick to the originals first master them get bored with them before you start heading into this but there's some re- like for the experienced players out there there's some really cool stuff in
1: here and it's going to take your game into new places that either you tried to take it and you had to do homebrew options or you just you just looking through these pages and you're like i wanted to start implementing that into my game and you'll f- and you may find it in this book
0: yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah like if you want to add more role playing elements to your game you can actually they actually uh, give you things to uh help you customize your uh character so like clerics they actually give you like okay this is a little what's this little bit of history here uh what was the temple like uh, like they'll give you like little uh bits to kind of
2: little story uh, threads to follow
0: yeah and just kind of build your character's story rather than going off of a, hey, I have Cleric A. This is Cleric B.
2: Hi, I'm Cleric B.
3: Hi, Cleric B. I'm Druid A. And
1: also, I think this is pretty cool for people that have trouble creating names. They have a names table in the back. So now, if you're not good at creating names... You can roll you pick out your gender and race, roll the dice, and you can get a random name that's appropriate for your
2: race. Which I think is I think is a nice little addition for This to me feels like filler. This is my least favorite part of the book. Really? It's twenty pages of character names. I mean, come on. I'm sorry, how many? Twenty pages. I'm sorry, how many? Of the 200 pages, 200-ish pages in this book, 20 of them are character names.
3: They couldn't have just put like three memes in the back?
2: That's what I thought. Or just a link to an online character, crea- character name creator, yeah. of which there are millions. This seems like just wasting space.
3: Like if your birthday month begins with this letter,
2: then do this. Yeah, throw us an extra couple of spells, maybe an extra monster or two, just something, but not this. Well, I, I disagree. The rest of the book is so good that this feels like a letdown.
1: I mean, I, I think it is a filler. I agree with you there, but I also think it has some usefulness if you're sitting around, like that one time that we created characters for my campaign and we're sitting around with the book in our die and we made everything random, right? Imagine what that would have been like if we did random names too.
2: Ridiculous. <laughs> That's be. see.
1: That's where I get. It. I I like the fact that you can actually start even randomize random randomizing if that's really a word randomizing randomizing, randomizing your even just your character's name. I think that's a cool idea because you already do it with your your personality. You could you could roll for that. You can roll your background. You can roll your flaws. You can roll your pro. You know you can roll all that. Now you can also roll your name if you really want to do a fully Random game,
2: yeah, fair enough. But twenty pages. There's a I'll lot, never there's get a lot of this.
1: names. There's look. There's Roman names. I didn't. We. I can be a uh, uh, Camilla, Balbus.
2: Yeah, but that they really <laughs> need Japanese and Slavic and English names. Come on. We, I could be Alfonso.
3: There's
1: no
2: wait, last wait, wait. names.
3: Let, let me let me ask you. Are there turtle names? No. Then what the hell is the point of this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's there's Mesoamerican, if you're interested, Mike.
2: No, why do we need names for the real world? We live in the real world. We don't need this.
1: They have a lot of Greek names, too. That's what I'm talking about. Again, why?
2: Xanthos. This doesn't fit with the... (laughs) Xanthos, the breath maker. Andrew Stavros, the sandwich maker.
0: So, going around the table, uh, Lloyd, what is your... Uh, Favorite part of this?
2: The new spells. The new spells just open up the game. Classes like the Necromancer that were underserved before now have a lot of new options available to them, a lot of new summons. Um, I just feel all the parts of the book that just expand your options and just fill in a few of the gaps that were left by the original books that through the last couple of years of playing, they realized that, yeah, we made some mistakes let's fix them and i think this book does that beautifully
3: mike i like how there is so much better with the classes right now especially since i could be a prodigy human detective uh, and just get a random greek name uh to go along with it i think it's fantastic uh and i'm also glad that wizards got shafted and that uh someone's future character will have a collapsible pole I think for hearing everything, I think the, the common magical items, just the, the the BS ones that just do nothing. Like I don't know if anyone like listening or any of you guys have ever seen a, a sci-fi uh, mini series called The Room, where um, it was pretty much just uh, something happened somewhere, and then all these random objects in the world or in this one like hotel room got magical power. So like a key when you open up the door it takes you to a hotel room, um, and then it takes you anywhere else. The, the eye would like heal people. But then there were things that, like a pot, like a, a watch, a wristwatch. When you put an egg in it, it hard-boils the egg.
2: Perfect. That's the only thing it does. That's exactly what this book does. There's and a, that's there's yeah. a key with a question mark at the end of it. It has mm-hmm. a five percent chance of unlocking any door. And once it does, it disappears. And that to me just makes the whole world feel more magical.
3: Right. I th- I think of everything aside from being a detective. Uh, the magic common items. It mm, it, it plus the what would be my favorite? Uh, I, I'm i going to go back to just
1: them improving on the Ranger because the Ranger was something that everybody in the D&D world felt like they shafted from day one.
2: Hot garbage.
1: And honestly, we've been waiting a long time for Ranger revamp. I mean, a long time. And this is this is definitely a step in the right direction. I still think they need to you' still need to find that that essence of a ranger and make it into the rule book but this is definitely a step in the right direction and uh i'm good, i'm just glad that they are addressing this issue
2: yeah I mean I still can't play the montana frontiersman that I want to right that does trust the government and shoots people who step on his land but I think they'll figure it out soon enough I, that's I, what I think of a ranger by the way
1: i i i think it has to go along the lines of The ranger used to be a, to play on the same word, a ranged character. But it used to be the best character for ranged combat. And what happened with 5th edition was you could either play a ranger, a fighter, or a rogue. And you're basically the same powered as a ranged fighter. Which I think just destroyed the essence of a ranger.
2: Oh, well, the name ranger doesn't imply ranged fighting. It, it, it's, uh, it's supposed to be about exploring, surviving in the wilderness, being Aragorn, son of Arathorn.
1: I agree. I agree. But the, the traditional style of fighting for a ranger was the bow and arrow. Well, because of hunting. Yes. Right. And I just felt like they never did enough to differentiate that style of fighting amongst the other two classes that can be range fighters.
3: Because the, at least the other ranged fighters were very different, but they definitely felt the same. Right. Like, they're, like they're, you look at a ranged fighter, it's like, well, why would I? Well, what's the difference between that and a ranger? The ranger can cast Goodberry.
1: Yeah, and the spells weren't really. Uh, it, they didn't affect the game enough.
3: Hunter's Mark.
1: Maybe yeah. Hunter's can, Mark is a beautiful. You can spell. you can argue mm. Hunter's Mark. You can,
0: but
3: they that like brings them up to the level of just like a ranged rogue. Right.
0: Yeah. And a lot of their spells just needed concentration, so... The Beastmaster was terrible.
3: (laughs) And was... Uh, Just letting everyone know... When he says Beastmaster was terrible, he's talking about the the class, not the TV show. Yeah, Or the the movie. Yeah, that
2: was a cinematic masterpiece. Those are phenomenal. We we don't want to upset anybody in the audience. No, no, no. Beastmaster 1 and 2 were cinematic classics and needs to be part of the school curriculum in this country. (laughs) (laughs) If you you had to give it a a letter grade, what would you give it? (laughs) Uh, uh, I went to school in this country, so I don't know nothing about no letters, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it a B for Beastmaster-tastic.
0: Uh, All right, Jeff. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Probably my favorite part of this was just generally everybody else's about getting more options and everything. But just the looking at the common magical items, the amount of stuff that there's a hat where you get you can summon a vermin and it'll run away from you.
1: So Andrew's old character. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, how did I know that was going to come up? He was the best Kenku ever.
0: He was. Basically, just the amount of stuff that you can do that won't really affect the game. Like, if you lost an eye, you there's a magical eye that you can pop in and you can see normally again. That Stuff like that just is awesome because, seriously, just running into that, Oh, I found a plus one sword. I'm not proficient in this. I can't use this at all. Toss, but these adds a bit of whimsy
2: and magic to the game. Yes, adds that flair. Yeah, 20 that, pieces of flair. That little Harry Potter feel to it. Yeah. Where everything can be a little magical. Yeah.
3: And with the with the amount of eyes that you know the group loses, I, I support it. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge
2: accepted. <laughs>
0: Oh, no. All
3: right. Bill, break out the bag of eyes. We need (laughs) another one. Oh, welcome to Bill's bag of eyes. What color of shape do you want? You find a pirate that has, like, or or some dude with an eye patch, and you're like, oh, my God, I have a bag of eyes. And he goes, no, 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 no. And you find out he's been faking it the whole time. Yeah. Plan
0: ruined. Okay. So thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Half Elf Privilege. So my name is Jeff.
3: (laughs) I'm Lloyd. I'm I'm Michael.
0: And I'm Andrew. And this has been Half Elf Privilege.